0: I'm finally ready for a divorce and now my partner wants to work recovery. What now? All right, Tyler, before we answer that question,
1: um, we actually want to share a couple of reviews, um, a couple fast reviews. So we got one on April 18th, uh, from Johnson from New Jersey. And it's a one star review. And it says she needed safety, wrong way to protect her, no couples therapy,
0: safety in all capitals. Okay. Um, thoughts, what, Tyler? Yeah, what, is, what, what was the episode that was referenced there?
1: Uh, I can't, I don't know exactly the episode that was referenced. Oh,
0: episode 114, yes. Episode 114. Okay, so, so Johnson, um, thank you for your opinion on, on those things. I went back and actually listened to episode 114 And I feel pretty good about the advice that we gave. And so Johnson, I'm not sure you listened to the whole episode or not, but I don't think we ever said that they should go do couples therapy. We definitely steered her away from sex therapy because there isn't safety in the relationship. I think the whole episode was actually about her creating safety and her creating a sense of herself so that she could protect herself. So if you didn't listen to the episode, Johnson, please go listen to it. If you did, and somehow we're missing each other come on the show. We'd love to have you. And, and I, just to, to go, if you didn't listen to the episode and
1: then to go as far to leave us a one-star review, not cool. So, <laughs> so, so seriously, go listen to the episode, see what we actually said. Um, and maybe you did, and maybe you did not hear what we had to say. So yeah, and then we can have a discussion. Yeah. Am I being defensive, Tyler? A little bit. <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying not to go into drama. Let me read another. Okay. Let's get uh, another review. one. This is a fast one. Uh, well, let me read this one here. Um, this. So this is from MJ MCD and it says, this podcast is helping me keep my
0: sanity. Thank you for your calm insight and wisdom. Beautiful. Awesome. It's awesome, we've had quite a few uh, reviews rolling in lately, Brandon, and we love them. It helps us get better at what we do. It helps us definitely think about what we're saying. We, we love
1: most of them. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, we'll take the criticism too, as long as there's Absolutely. some sound of criticism we can learn, learn from, you know? Any feedback, for sure. Yep. That's great, so.
1: All right, let's, uh, let's dive in with our guest today. Uh, Cassie, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: It's going good it's good to have you um if you would if you would just give us some context and tell us what's going on with you and and ask any questions that you have
2: sure um so i found out well let's see it's been 10 years ago i think no yeah i don't know so 10 years ago my husband 12 years ago actually he so we've been married 14 and 12 years into our 12 years of our marriage has he's been having an addiction to pornography and i found out about 8 years well no a little more than that i'm trying to think time wise it's all blur now mm-hmm. um so back in 2016 i think i found out so what year is it now <laughs> oh crud 20, Someone... 2022 um so yes yeah, so I, sorry if I like poked off, somebody tried to call me. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're quite a few years later and, uh, still struggling. I immediately got into, uh, some recovery, got some help. I had some friends who were very supportive and suggested I start getting some help. So I immediately start going to meetings with, you know, just addiction meetings for regular addiction, porn addiction, all the things for the addict and for, um, for the loved ones of addicts, just to start getting some, you know, some foundations of how to deal with all this. Cause I was like drowning. And at that point I had decided I was going to divorce because I didn't know what was going on before he told me. And so then he told me, and I'd been working kind of on myself a little bit before that, just through other means. And then when he unloaded on me, I was kind of prepared, not really, but prepared mentally to like, be like, okay, I'm going to give him another chance. So at that point, I decided to get my own help, like I said, and go to meetings and whatever. And I've just been working on myself all these years and hoping and begging and doing all the things that we do to try and get him to to get some help himself. And it was just always the same things over and over again, like, well, don't leave, I'll get counseling. Well, that never happened. You know, I mean, it was just always, always, always same thing over and over again. And I finally just had hit my last straw. Like I moved to my basement. I live in my basement now. Um, This has just been a few months ago. I I decided last fall, actually in October, that I was going to get divorced. And I've just kind of been slowly working through the progress or process of that and also getting courage to make hard decisions. And I wasn't going public with it with him at all. I hadn't told him yet. And about, I don't know, three months ago, I moved to the basement is it May? So like February, I moved into the basement uh, one weekend when he left with the kids and I'd started having some boundaries with him. Like I wasn't going to go in the car with him anywhere. I wasn't traveling with him anymore. Like just because we always fought in the car, like that was always a point of contention place where we always ended up getting into stuff. And so I started having these boundaries with him. And that one, when I moved into the basement, when he got home, he was just kind of like, what the heck is going on? You know? And I just told him, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I don't, it doesn't feel good to me anymore. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to have this relationship that is constantly contentious and it's harming our children. Like it's harming us. Um, and I'm just tired. Like, I just don't want to fight anymore about this. And if you don't, my, my biggest boundary was like, I will not stay married to somebody who's not getting help. And so then when I, like went that route, he has now like, he's like, okay, well, what do I need to do? (laughs) And it's just like, what the heck? I've been asking for this for so many years. And now all of a sudden, like when I moved to the basement and I put the hard line down, like that, I'm not going to stick around anymore. He's like, and I'm serious because I've, I've threatened divorce before and didn't follow through, you know, I'm over here being that Mm -hmm. person that doesn't follow through on stuff. And I, finally made a decision that I was going to follow through. I had a lawyer, all this stuff. I mean, I was, I was heading that direction. I still really kind of am not really sure that I'm convinced that I'm not. Um, but I'm just not sure what to do with this now because he is working a program and where I'm going to, but I'm kind of angry. I'm not angry that I'm in the program. I'm just angry that it's just taken this long. And I feel like I've wasted a lot of my time waiting for him. And now he's decided he's going to get help, but I don't believe him. I don't trust him to actually do the work.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So I don't know that's where I'm at.
0: Okay. Cassie, could you, could you just, uh, I don't know if you can or not here. I imagine there's probably like layers upon layers of different thoughts and emotions around your situation right now. You said you've got the anger that's there, that feeling of lost time, that feeling of you know, anger that he's taken so long to decide to want to do this. Is there any other emotion that's wrapped up in with this besides the anger?
2: Um, right now, I don't know. I have had lots of sadness in the past where like, I would, that's why I held on for so long. I think, um, I also feel a little apathetic. I mean mm-hmm. that, you know, like I just don't care anymore if he gets help or doesn't, um, which is part of maybe what I'm frustrated with, with myself is because I'm like, don't even know that I feel like I want him, like I care anymore if he gets help. Like, I just don't care if the relationship works anymore. I've put so much time and energy into trying to work on my side of things for so long. And it just feels like he, all of a sudden now when it's convenient for him, you know, it's, it's okay. So yeah, I mean, there's sadness inside of me, but not about the relationship. It's sadness because I'm just, I feel, I mean, obviously I feel betrayed and the, the real emotions that come with all of that. I mean, he, for so many years, I feel like I've just been ignored.
0: Mm -hmm. So there's that feeling of having been dismissed on top of those other things. And I, I also wonder if there's one more thing there, you can tell me if it fits or not, but when these kinds of things happen, sometimes it's like, it takes so much work just to get to the clarity you've gotten to, and then to have things change, it almost feels like your arms being twisted into a decision that you just barely got away from. And so it's like, now you're feeling stuck again.
2: Yeah, I do agree with that because I feel, um, you know, it's taken me so long to trust my own decisions and trust my gut on something. And I felt really good about my decision. And now I just feel like, yeah, I mean, stuck is a good word. I feel stuck again because I feel like I'm not sure if I should give it another shot. Like, you know, I just do I do I give another shot to then be, you know, disappointed that he doesn't actually really want to get help. He's just doing this to be compliant.
1: Yeah, that's Cassie. That was my question for you. What you just said is in your opinion, and, and only he knows, but is he doing the lift program um, because uh, you finally held a line and are definitely heading toward divorce? Is, is that why he's in the program? Do you think he'd be in the program had you not done that? No. 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 In You're- fact, he
2: didn't even want to do lift. I tried really hard to suggest other things I just said go look and see what there is just find something you know and and I I suggested this one as an option and he at first he's like I'm not doing that it's just another 12 glorified 12-step 12 program blah 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 and I'm like you don't even know you're not doing I mean you don't know you don't even know what 12-step is you're not doing anything like you know what I mean it's just like mm-hmm. how do you even know any of that like you don't do anything. And yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't know what he does on his own, but I can tell based on the way that what happens at home, that there's no changes happening. You know what I mean? And we've only been in Lyft for a few weeks. So I can't base it on any of that right now because it's early. But, um, well, there, I do, so uh,
1: Cassie, I want to say this. This is kind of an interesting thing if people listen closely when I say this, but um, really, really, bad programs can have some good results and really, really good, well-designed programs cannot help somebody at all. Um, like I think of, and Tyler, I'm sure you can relate to this, but I think of my clients when I first started doing this and how much I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, but, but I have a a, a few clients that I look back and they're thriving and doing well and in recovery. And, and I'm like, how, how are they Despite you despite me. I was so awful as a therapist. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and now, you know, I've designed this lift program. I think it's awesome. I think it's really, really, really good. Um, and there's, there's people that go through that program and won't get better. They, they won't change. They'll get worse as they're in the program. Um, even though I believe the program is good. And so here's my point. Um, there, there's a, there's an ingredient that has to be there that has to be there in order for recovery to happen. And, um, do do you know what it is? Any guesses?
2: I mean, I feel like, I don't, I don't know if the right, I have the right words, but I feel like if someone really wants to get better then they'll do the work that is necessary. And Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, to me, it's that simple
1: that that's it it's this but but it's it's this combination of this internal d- desire for change mixed with this real humility and openness to 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 create that change in their life and so like when i was a bad therapist and these clients who came with that internal desire and that humility they used the good stuff that they got from me and moved forward with their recovery because they inside of them were going to create recovery mm-hmm. and and so from your position right now, Cassie, you know, when you looketh on the heart of what's going on with your husband, um, you're looking at him trying to salvage something because he's scared of pain and, and, and that's external motivation. Now, I do got to say, sometimes external motivation puts you in front of people and in the right places in order to get that internal motivation st- starting. Um, so it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's, if it's just that it's a manipulation, it's a, it's a, I'm showing up this way so that you don't leave, but I'm not actually going to shift and change. And you're saying, but I need shift and change. I, I need that to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, honestly, that's kind of been the whole like story of my life for the last several years of like saying, I, I you know, you, I've tried really hard. I went from being extremely like, I don't know, you have all the H's or whatever. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. all of those things and I, I have shifted, tried to shift away from those for the most part, like just, and then maybe not caring is the wrong word, but I've just kind of tried not to focus on his addiction. Cause his addiction really, I can live with his addiction. I, I mean, and not that I want that in our marriage or anything, but I understand that it's hard and there's there's relapses all that stuff I get all that I mean I've worked my own recovery on that like my first recovery was working on I did the 12 steps on my like I have no control over my husband's pornography addiction that's what I did and so like I've released that I get it what I can't live with is how we interact like our marriage and our relationship is horrible it's terrible Um, it's so it's full of abuse on both sides but early on in our marriage there was some abuse like physical abuse and um verbal abuse emotional abuse that still exists there there's some of that still there and i have just gotten to a point i honestly that's probably the biggest thing that like i just can't live with anymore i can't live with the if he doesn't want to get better I think the addiction is great. He can get better from that too, but like really it's just changing as a human being. Like what do you, who do you want to be? And like, how do you want to get there? And how do you want to treat us? You know, me and my kids like, and show up for us. Like, it's just to me, that's where I'm just stuck. I can't live with that anymore. I can't do that anymore. It's just, it's exhausting.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So Cassie, I, I think you're I can hear you. I can hear your frustration. I can hear your burnout. I can hear all of it. And I think what Brandon's saying is a good place to be working towards for yourself so that you can make some of those decisions. And I'm going to put it in a little bit of a different language here for a second. But when you get into a situation like the one you're in, which is actually pretty common, Cassie, you're not alone in this at all. It's, it's hard because you start looking at the actions that are being taken and those actions are the thing that you then feel guilty for leaving because he's now trying or whatever. But the issue here is the difference between what we call willingness versus willfulness. Willingness has all the things Brandon just said. Willingness is the internal drive that says, I may not even like the situation I'm in. I might not even like treatment, but I'm going because I got a problem and I'm going to learn something and I'm going to embrace this and I'm gonna show up with humility and accountability. And this is gonna be part of my process. And willfulness says, I'll kind of do enough to try to avoid the punishment or the consequences of what might be happening, but I'm not really gonna put my heart into it. And I'm not gonna do anything that's more painful than I want it to be. I'm gonna do recovery a la carte kind of. And, uh, and, it, and the problem with that is is that it looks like recovery now because I'm going to my meetings or I'm doing this or I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. doing that, or I'm making my phone calls every week or whatever, but, but I'm not really doing it because I want to get better. I'm doing it in order to avoid whatever the consequence or pain is that I can see that's the writing on the wall. So, Mm -hmm. so the challenge you have in front of you isn't necessarily to go, well, I have to stay because he's now on the lift program. You, you have to go with your gut feeling as to, is he choosing the lift program partially because he's going to get a divorce? Yes. That's what Brandon said. And that's okay. Like a lot of people end up coming in because they're compelled to first, but are you starting to see these moments and breaks of choice to do the work or is it continually this, we call it compliance form of denial, which is I go through the motion. So everybody will stay off my back.
2: I, yeah. And I feel like that's where he's at, but I can't like speak for him. Right. Like I don't really can't read his mind.
0: What Right. And he's not here. He's not here to talk about it, but that's, but that's the challenge that you have is that with all those feelings that you're having right now, the challenge that you have is, is to go off of your gut feeling and you might be wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's okay for you to start with your gut and to work outward from there. You've worked too hard. You've worked really hard over the last several years to try to get in touch with your gut feeling again. And so it's okay. And if it needs to take yeah. a little bit of time, if you don't go serve divorce papers this week, because you're like, well, I don't know if I'm now ready. Cause now I do feel this like kind of conflict. That doesn't also mean you go all the way back in either.
2: Yeah. And that's where I'm, that's honestly where I'm at. Probably is like in that I, I, he's, you know, I told him, I was like, I haven't done anything with the divorce. I told the lady, my lawyer that I was like, I'm kind of just sort of waiting right now. I don't know what I'm I made, I haven't made my final decision, but I'm still not like, yeah, I'm not jumping in. Like I used to do that. Like I used to go and like, oh, he's showing like oh, a little bit of effort. And so I'd like jump right back in full, both feet. And then I would be like hurt again and like realize that like, okay, we're not making progress. Like this is not getting better. So I've really gotten like reluctant on like jumping in too quickly anymore. I'm like, okay, I'll just watch from over here. like and see what you're going to do. Cause I'm not, I'm not getting in.
1: I'm not getting in the pool with you. Cassie, Cassie let's, uh, let, let me try an analogy here. Let's say I had really, really bad breath. Like it was disgusting. It was gross. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't brush my teeth much and it was just gross, right? And so then my wife, she didn't want to kiss me uh, because of my bad breath. And so then I got all upset because my wife doesn't want to kiss me. And I started fighting with her. And, and telling her how wrong she was, and because she didn't want to kiss me because of my bad breath. And so, and that didn't work. You know, I, I tried to like fight with her and get her to kiss me that way. That didn't work. And so then I went and got some um, mouthwash and I, I like gargled with it a little bit and tried to cover it up. I, I chewed some gum, but I still didn't brush my teeth. Um, so, so then she just got like minty bad breath um, th- that she could smell. So <laughs> here, here, what's the, what, so here's my, here's, here's my point. What, what's, what's the problem here?
2: They're <laughs> so just not getting to the root of the problem. Go, go, yeah. go, go brush your teeth. You
1: the know? problem's a halitosis that like, it's the bacteria in my teeth. The problem is not my wife's reaction to the bacteria in my teeth. And so wh- when, when, when my wife has this reaction and I think, well, now I need to do everything I can so that she doesn't have this reaction. What I'm not doing is addressing the thing that's really causing the issue here. And this happens with, it happens with uh, recovery all the time. Me and Tyler see it all the time. A couple comes in and they say, oh my gosh, my, my relationship's falling apart, or my spouse is mad at me, or this or that, or we need to fix this. And so they get into a bunch of relationship issues. They, they try to work out their drama and they, they, they try to, they, you know, the, the, oftentimes the person struggling with addiction tries to become a good boy to, to make their wife happy and play Mr. Nice guy. But the, the seed, the, the, the root of that issue is not being treated and not being dealt with. The fact of the matter is, is your husband's addiction is not a relationship problem. And unless you, as his spouse, can kind of butt out of his recovery process and then watch and see whether or not he's willing to actually do his own work on himself to heal that root, long-term, he's not going to shift and change. And he's not going to be the man to create safety and trust in a relationship with you.
2: Sure. I agree. You you know this, right? Yeah, I agree. And I... Honestly, like he asked me, he was like, okay, if I do lift, are you going to sign up? I didn't, I wanted to do lift, but then when he told me he was doing lift, I didn't want to do lifting. (laughs) (laughs) because I was like, I don't want to be involved in anything you are doing. Like, I don't want to even see your face. Like I just, and I mean, I know that like in lift, we're not really like together or anything, but it's still, it's just like mostly because I don't want him doing it for me. I want him to do it for himself. So Cassie, what,
1: I want to ask you, what would you actually need to shift and and change in order for you to say, let's stop moving down the road to divorce? What, what would actually need to be there?
2: He needs, for me, I need empathy, empathy and compassion. And, um, I need him to show up in ways that are less selfish (laughs) I mean, it just, it it exists in all aspects of our marriage. I mean, my kids, like he won't support the kids in their sporting events because he doesn't agree with it. Like it's, you know, I mean, it's just like little things like that to me are just like examples of being selfish and self-centered and so focused on yourself that for me, it's it's a struggle because I'm like, these are your kids. Like you made a choice to have children. You made a choice to get married it's our job to give our kids opportunities. That's part of our responsibilities. And so like, I just need him to show up more with like, with more ability to see us differently, you know, like with love and compassion and empathy, like all the things that, that I want, I have tried to give to him, but I got, I got kind of went from like this, I went like down here, like way over here, then to the middle. And I was like, really, kind and understanding of his thing and I was trying to just live with it and work on me and now I'm like over here because I'm like I'm done living with this I've tried i have worked on me I'm done I don't want to do this anymore with you it's not fun anymore I've tried to be understanding and I still could be understanding but I need you to show up for yourself you know mm-hmm. and that's that's just for me I need him to show up for himself and for his family
0: All right. Well, I think that's just it is showing up for himself would mean he'd show up for the family because, because he'd be stepping more and more into the, the role he was designed to feel most likely. Now the challenge is Cassie, that everything you just asked for, I think is, is spot on. That's what we want, right? That's, that's who everyone wants to be married to. That's who everyone wants to be as a partner, to be able to show up in your best self. If you're working recovery, that this is where you're kind of stuck in that, this messy part of it is that if he just barely joined Lyft and he hasn't done any recovery before you're, you're probably not going to have like, unless Brandon's like pulling off miracles, which he does sometimes. um, But you're probably not going to have him show up next week and be like, hey, I've figured out the skill of empathy and I am the master. Like, tell me all your, tell me all your feelings, right? It's, it, it would, it would, it would be, it would be a messy process at best If the heart's engaged,
2: I know it's hard for me because I realize that because I've gone through this process myself, like trying to get to a place where. I I mean, it took me months to get to a place where I felt more empathy for him, for other people, for (laughs) any addict, really. I mean, I hear the word addict, and I feel sad—like not sad, but like I feel empathy for them. I understand it's a hard thing, and. I get that. I just, and I am trying to feel that for my husband right now, but it's really hard because I feel like he's just flipped a switch on me. Like, I don't know. It's so it's, it, I'm trying to get to a place where I can be empathetic in this situation too. Like where he's now doing what he's doing, even if it's for the wrong reasons, I don't really know. I, I won't know that.
1: Well, so, so if we look at this, like what Tyler just said, it's a messy, difficult process, even when his heart is engaged. But my question is, if if we were to kind of dig down even further and and look at addiction and that side of things, um, you know, you you say, Cassie, that you want more empathy, you want more selflessness, um, support, and strength. That's what I'm kind of, you you want more strength from him, more support. All those things are great, Um, but... You know, and, and I get, I would guess that he'd hear those things and be like, yeah, those, those are great. But, but why, why doesn't he show up that way?
2: I mean, I think i I know for a fact that I've caused damage in our relationship. I mean, I don't want to take all of it on me because it's not all my responsibility, but I have looked at my side of stuff. And I know that there are things that have happened in our marriage that have created damage. And I've been a part of that. And I think that there's some fear in there that he's mm-hmm. afraid of opening up and being honest with me about stuff. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, it's hard for me to see too sometimes. Cause I'm like, I'm still here and I've been here all this time. And you lied to me for eight years before you ever told me the truth. Like, and I asked about it early on it. I mean, in our marriage, but, so but, wh- of- but,
1: but Cassie, why did he lie to you for eight years?
2: Because
1: there's shame and guilt. And- yeah, so f- follow that fear and shame, right? So it doesn't make it okay. Yeah. But, but it, it helps you not take it personally oh, yeah. to, look at, to look at it and say, I'm married to a person who's spinning around in defensiveness to his fear and his shame. And where did that fear and that shame come from? Um, some of it might have come from things that you did in the marriage. You might have reinforced some things that were already there. Um, my guess is a lot of it, most of it came from things that happened long before you guys were married. And so he has these false identities and just, these are his shame triggers that the things that he's, he's just trying to not let you see, but Mm -hmm. he's just totally showing up that way because that's what shame triggers do. They reinforce themselves. Um, but here, why, why am I going here? Here's the point. Um, it's not okay. this is like the attachment disorder part of addiction it doesn't create safety and trust, but it can be helpful for you to look at him through a lens of compassion and understanding that doesn't mean that you have to stay married to him. Mm-hmm. right You can understand why he's showing up selfish, why he can't connect to you, why he 's not empathetic yeah and, and you can you can see him as that little boy who's hurting and trying to protect himself and just struggling and mm-hmm. and and if you want to be married to a man then you need uh that little boy to grow up and maybe it's maybe it's a day late and a dollar short for that maybe it truly is right yeah um so but do you see what i'm do you see what i'm yeah. trying to get at here yeah, it's I, just
2: i hear what you're saying and i I have, I feel like I have gotten to that place in our relationship at some points, but I feel like it just sort of in the last few weeks with the change in, like, the change in behavior, I mean, so much like, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, I'm in, I'm like, what, like you know, for so long, like, I just been like fighting against the wall and beating my head against the wall and thinking I wanted him to change. And I do want him to change. But now that he's there, I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, I just don't even know if this is real. Like, I don't know if he's being sincere. Because for so long, it's been I've been given like, you know, fake. I don't know, like, a, nope. you know, you know what I mean? Like, it just hasn't been Honest, I guess. And so I just, I'm struggling to deal with my own emotions and all of it. And maybe that's why there's some anger there. Um, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm working with my therapist to figure out, like, you know, why I'm so angry and also observing because I, you know, in the past, there's been things where, um, you know, he will get some help and just enough to like use it against me. And that's hard for me because I'm like, yeah. wait you know that's not how this is supposed to go
0: yeah so 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 cassie i i i hear you you're doing you're doing some work i hear it and and what brandon's saying i think is good because it's trying to what he's getting at is is if you can continue to try to cultivate a heart that starts there then you can have clarity the way that you work mm-hmm. yourself to clarity so that you can keep making the decisions that are right for you and mm-hmm. and i'm i'm wondering like as i'm hearing you talk just just roll with me on this and tell me if either of these options feels better than the one you you might be feeling. So the one that I sense that you're feeling is a little bit of that arm twisting, like, oh no, like he's he's actually doing work now. Like, I don't even know if I want to stay in this, and now I feel kind of stuck to it. What about these other two options? One is stay, put a put a halt on the divorce, but stay where you're at in terms of your boundaries and keep doing your own work the way you're doing your work and give it some time and see if there's any shift in the feeling that's there for a short period of time or follow through on the divorce, knowing that it doesn't have to be permanent. Like it doesn't, it's not like, it's not like there's a cap on anything here.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying and I feel like <sighs> I, I go into fear with that one, mm-hmm. with that last option, because from personal experience with my own husband, I, I have been told like, you know, threatened, like, I mean, <laughs> like if I leave, you know, this is how it's going to be. And this is this and that, you know, I mean, he's just not going to be nice. And I think there he that's what he says. I don't know if that's true. But that's what he says. And so, like, I kind of spin into fear a little bit, you know, like the middle option of staying in my basement. That's what I've been doing my whole marriage, except for in my bedroom. You know, I've just been kind but, of like, but, 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 Cassie, then...
1: Cassie, hang on here. So, so your fear is if I leave, he's going to be a jerk. <laughs> so, well, so, so, know. You, know, you know what that says to me? <laughs>
0: more, more reason to leave.
2: I know. Like... <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> I he's know, told, he's good.
0: told you, I'm not going to be in recovery and I'll be an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll continue, which is more reason to be boundary and say, I don't want to be married. I, to him. I, you I know, know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know. It's like, it's very, it's, it's hard because I feel like that I've stayed, I was stuck in fear for so many years of not getting divorced because of that, because I was afraid of how much worse it was going to get like with my kids and everything, you know? Like here I can, can kind of control some of what happens, you know, with my children or whatever. Sure. So but like, but but,
1: you- but what you're saying is I'm going to stay in a relationship because this person, my partner is such a jerk. I'm going to stay it in the relationship. So awful, doesn't it? Yeah. Because he's it such that a jerk. Way,
2: thanks. <laughs> <Just
1: kidding. laughs> uh, Cassie, I want to just ask you. Just 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 stop for a minute. Breathe. I mean, you know this. You've you've really but what is what What do you feel peace about doing? What does your gut tell you that works for you right now? P- push aside all of the voices all around you, voices that mine and Tyler's opinion or a or church leader or a family member, just like what feels right for you to do, even if it is hard? Um,
2: I mean... I, it's hard because I feel like I knew what I needed to do and now I feel really mm-hmm. confused again and I don't like that feeling. Um, I. So wait, wait, wait.
1: So don't, don't go ahead and answer now because we just got an answer. Tyler, did you hear the answer?
0: I heard that you still need to find the answer.
1: That's your work. Yeah. That, that's, okay. your, that's your, that's why your, you're, frust,
0: that's why you're frustrated is, is that you work so hard to get some clarity and now it's like, oh no. And there's, some, there's a new wrench in the works here and I've got to go back to work and figure out what's right for me. And that sucks. And that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's so hard, but, but that's so, I, I think you're right. That's why Brandon stopped you. You don't need to come up with an answer for us. Mm-hmm. You've got to wrestle with the answer for you again.
2: Right. I feel like I have been trying to figure out how I could stay for a little longer to see, to watch, you know, just to be an observer of where this is going, and then also does your have, does your gut does your, gut
1: does your gut tell you to do that, Cassie? I know I'm cutting you off. Sorry.
2: That's okay. I think my gut has told me that I need stricter boundaries. Like, I mean, I'm getting better at holding boundaries, like moving to the basement mm-hmm. and saying I'm not going to stay married to somebody who stays sick, who chooses to stay sick, like and knowing that there's options to get help. Um, yeah. I mean, I've slowly started. And I mean, my first boundary was very small and I have really worked towards like trying to figure out how to hold my boundaries. But I feel like in this situation, if I am, if I feel like I need to stay in the basement and live in the basement for a little longer and just watch and see, I need, my gut is telling me I need stricter boundaries. I need some stronger boundaries for myself, like time with the kids. Like I need us to not be in the kitchen at the same time. I don't need to be cooking for him. Like he needs to take care of himself. Basically like an in-home separation, like a real in-home separation where we are doing things separately. I don't like interacting with him is painful for me. Like I can't even stand being around him because I either, he's going to say something hateful or mean, or I'm going to leave my integrity. You know what I mean? Like my integrity is going to be compromised.
1: Yeah. As long as underneath all of that is this, this feeling of peace and resolve. Right. Um, I had a really hard boundary with somebody this week, a really hard talk. And there was, there was consequences to it that were difficult and painful and really difficult. It wasn't fun, but it felt right. It really truly felt right. And I felt that, that feeling in your gut that we talk about is that, that feeling of resolve. And and I don't know how else to, to say this, but that feeling of truth. Mm-hmm. There's a feeling of truth of of this might be extremely hard, but I feel like this is truth and right for me between God and I. And so and so I can I can be strong in in standing here. Because Mm -hmm. I feel that feeling of truth, even when it's so painful and so difficult.
2: Yeah. Let me ask a question. So like, I am, this seems like the more boundaried I become, like, or the more I try to hold my boundaries, like the more he tries to repress me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like, I hate giving this example, especially on the public thing, but like, here's an example. Like there's something wrong with my car. He tells me that his boundary is that he, he's not going to fix anything in my car anymore or do anything for my vehicles or give me money to fix them and, because he's living in a sexless marriage
1: hmm.
2: and I'm like that's not a boundary that's punishment
1: that didn't make you just want to tear your clothes off and have sex with him
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no and it honestly just made me oh, on the sh- pulse. like and I was just like this is to me it is like a to me that's a punishment not a boundary because it's not about what how it helps him it's about how it hurts me and it felt really wrong and there's like things like that throughout you know just any the stronger I get with my boundaries the more he like I don't know how to explain like pulls in the reins you know like financially and other ways too Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I think what's happening, you know, as you described a few other things, Cassie, I just want to point out some things that Brandon's getting at, because when you kind of get to your gut feeling, you can usually draw it back to some level of truth somewhere, some principles of Mm -hmm. truth. So the one you gave earlier was he, you, you're not going to do the lift program because he asked you to, because he kind of wants you to hold his hand. And you kind of said, no, I'm not doing that. Not because you hate Lyft or you hate Brandon or because you like, it's like you're doing that because there's a principle in you that says, I can't really be the one to hold your hand through this or else it's kind of defeats the purpose. So, so you're going to need to be independent. And so I'm not going to choose to do this. If I do it, it's going to be for me and not for you. Um, So you need to be independent on that. Uh, I value independence and I value that in our relationship. So Um, so if you can trace it back to a value, then Mm -hmm. it's easy, it's easier to speak it and it's easier and it's easier to fall back on that language over and over again in those boundaries, Mm -hmm. especially because the healthier that you get, which that by the way, was a very healthy boundary. You set the one you were, I just mentioned, um, because it was based off of those principles. So when you start doing that, of course, you're going to get this kind of like pushback and, and on one level, I guess the example you gave could be seen as a boundary. He basically says, I'm not going to do this unless this, this, and this are in play. It sounds really manipulative and it doesn't, it definitely doesn't sound like the kind of man that would be in solid recovery, you know, right. Um, you know, in fact, it probably becomes one more, one more kind of like evidence that the distance you're taking is probably healthy, Right. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I feel good about my choice to be in the
1: basement. <laughs> I, 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 uh, we got to wrap up, but I just want to say, boundaries are really, really cool and interesting because really, really healthy boundaries destroy toxic relationships, um, and really, really healthy boundaries enhance intimacy and create healthy relationships. So, isn't that fascinating?
0: Um, <laughs> So, so Cassie's boundaries that she's starting to set and figure out, and they're not always perfect, but you're getting better at them. They're destroying the toxicity in the relationship. And what she's experiencing is the toxicity. Yeah. As it yeah. comes out.
1: Yep. I mean that, yeah. And that example is talk about toxic. Yeah. I'm not going to fix your car unless we have sex more. Yeah. jeez. Um, that's as toxic as it comes. And for you to say okay, well, we're, I'm not going to have sex with you unless there's safety and trust. And so there's your boundary, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, and he can try to manipulate his way into having sex, but your boundary is I need those things first, um, before that comes back online. Right. So, um, Cassie, I feel like we could do like three, four more episodes with you just right now. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, uh, you seem like a very um, strong woman who wants to do what's right for you, um, but you also seem confused. And I would say do that, do that intuitive gut work where you do find that truth and and, and what that means is sometimes you got to take a break and do your own self care, um, Really mm-hmm. do some reflection, do your dailies, talk to God, um, journal. Sounds like you got a good
0: therapist too. So that's, yeah,
1: do some good therapy and, um, and you'll get there. You'll know kind of where you need to be right now. And then, uh, either you'll move forward or you'll watch and see. So,
0: all right.
2: Well, thank you very much for your time.
0: Thanks for coming on Cassie. Uh, For anyone listening to this, if you, if this rings a bell for you, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We'd love for you to share it with your friends. So thanks for what you do with us, with listening with, with us.
2: All
1: right, see you guys.
2: Thanks.
0: All right, let me stop.